0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the future of Destiny after numerous interviews they did at E3 and even my interview with them at E3. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage. You can probably catch me live right now. That's usually when these hit the feeds. If you're watching the video version of this as a highlighter on YouTube, I am sorry. There's like a nationwide issue right now. There might be some frame skips, but the audio should be totally fine for those listening to it or a lot of you don't even really watch it. You hit the button on the video and then you just listen anyway so apologies for that we're gonna talk about how they're focusing on more depth first it's a kind of what I want to talk and focus on we've heard a lot about depth and then we're gonna talk about seasons and then last I want to ask the question what about destiny 3 we're gonna end with that because that was something that came up not in my interview uh, it, it came up in the pre-interview but it didn't come up with any interview on stream but when they did the interview with Jeff Keighley he did ask Luke Smith about destiny 3 so we are gonna end with that so first let's just talk about more depth Something that we have been consistently saying in response, basically since Forsaken landed in Destiny 2, is that we need more depth. We need better perks. We need stronger perks, more perk diversity. This has been a consistent piece of feedback because basically we're always chasing what feels like sort of the same weapons. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a problem in a game like this to kind of have the goalpost moving forward and you're, you know, chasing new guns and you're chasing. You know, new pieces of armor that essentially are replacing what you already have with similar perks and similar loadout setups nothing majorly changing. That's not necessarily a problem, but for in, I think in order for the game to move forward and to really take on that MMO title that they said they're embracing in their stream, more depth is good to hear. It's good to see that they're focusing on that. You know, Luke Smith said they want to see more stats. Okay, so stats and investment seemed like a big theme from Bungie in that stream. We want to see more stats on the you know, on the on the things that you're using and more investment paths. Now, we saw that on the Art they're bringing back artifacts we kind of saw that in the clip there's all sorts of things you can do to it taking it up to as one of the people in the video described it as basically being close to an exotic they want to take it all the way up to being that strong and i think that's important because one of the biggest problems i think with the loot system is it's very like tipped in certain ways you either put on an exotic in like your heavy slot or nothing at all And I hope they continue to drill down on that. I've continued to say that, like, pinnacle weapons, stronger weapons, more perks on weapons is the way to go. Obviously, we need a context. We need a place to take those things. Harder content, maybe difficulty settings. Seeing heroic mode for Menagerie might give us a clue into maybe where they could take some of the content to make it more challenging so you feel like you need those extra perks, so you feel like you need those stronger pieces of gear. Currently, the perks and investment just aren't doing enough. They're not really doing anything deep or substantive you generally feel like you're making lots of lateral upgrades. You're like, I'm going to use this hand cannon instead of this hand cannon, or this shotgun instead of this shotgun, and they're generally more lateral in their upgrade. Now, I do think the Pinnacle Weapons are proving my case, though, because I came back from being off for 10 days, and the whole time I've been playing this morning, everyone's like, you need to get the Vanguard Pinnacle Grenade Launcher. It's so good, it's so strong. I was like, all morning long we've been hearing people say that, and I think that's a testimony to the fact that Pinnacle Weapons are a better path forward for power and for excitement and for intrigue in the community people are chasing it people want it and it's a very unique style of weapon you know you're storing the orbs while it's stowed and you're making it stronger so when you pull it out it's really beefy and does lots of damage there's more they could do with things like that create more of a spectrum of weaponry and i believe pinnacle weapons are a part of that I'm genuinely curious what to see they actually do with weapons, because I know eventually you might run out of ideas, there's only so much you can do within each archetype of hand cannon, shotgun, etc. There's only, I mean, so many pieces of flexibility and so many ways they can kind of pivot from one to the other, so that's the thing I'm most interested in, are they going to start just adding perks, are they going to just start making weapons insane, and then give us, you know, certain places to go. So starting out, I think it's great to see that Destiny's future is one that has more depth and them embracing that MMO title. Now let's talk about seasons, because this is actually, I think, more significant than maybe people picked up on. And I made sure to include this in my interview with Bungie when I was sitting on the Twitch desk for E3 I was like, I went up and I talked to them beforehand. I'm like, look, I'm main host. Like, what do you guys want to talk about? And I told them, I said, I'd like to make sure we include Seasons at the end, if that's okay. And they're like, oh, sure, definitely. We want to make sure we talk about that. You know, Seasons is their way of expanding the the game, as Deed said in the interview, this is not just a game, we also see it as a hobby, and it being a hobby, they want to continue to add to it, now, the big news, is that all the future seasons will be a la carte, now, that that makes some of my predictions wrong, a lot of people ask me, like, don't you think they should make seasons that you can just purchase them one at a time, and I always said, I don't really see them doing that, I don't really see that being something that they're able to do, it doesn't seem like the right move right get people in the funnel fill the funnel with players get people to grab the annual pass and then have as many people as possible in the content so it kind of shocked me that they went a la carte on all future seasons we don't know what the price point will be i'm assuming they'll be ten dollars a piece Maybe that's what they're thinking, is at the bundled price of 30 uh, you know, maybe they could charge a little bit more. I don't know, maybe each season will be 15 instead, so maybe they can raise the price a little bit. But I think one of my main thoughts on this is, if you're going to make it a la carte, Annual Pass 2.0 has really got to offer more than what the first one offered. Because if you look at, like, Season of the Drifter as an example, that would be a season that a ton of people would probably just skip they would say, I-, I don't care about Gambit, the trailers don't really interest me, it's all Gambit Prime, even Reckoning is tied to Gambit Prime, uh, even if you like Season of the Forge, even that felt thin, it didn't feel super substantive, I liked the grind in Black Armory, I thought it was better than Drifter, but as a standalone season, I'm curious what they're going to do, to sort of invoke and promote, and like really pull people in, to buy, because, because, you know, and someone in chat is saying in the interview with Jeff, they said each season will be about ten bucks or so. That's what I envision. It's an easy entry point, ten dollars, you know, nine ninety nine to jump into a season a la carte. But I would really think they're going to have to think about the target audience in the depth. Because the target audience at that point, like if you're looking at buying a season in December of this year, you're a longstanding member of Destiny. You love Destiny. You are in. You are not stopping playing. You want to continue to play. And because of that, I, I think they're really going to have to think about the target audience and the depth. Because if they tell a bunch of people in December, "Hey, the next season's going to be all focused on the gam- on, on Gambit again," I feel like a ton of people will skip that, and that's dangerous because then that actually can hurt that content. Let's say a bunch of people like it and a bunch of people don't if less people are in there and less people are grinding and less people are doing the new activities, that means matchmaking in the funnel are thinner and take longer. And it actually hurts the experience of the people that really want to be in there and really want to play the new content. And that's obviously a concern. I do think seasons look great, but I'm curious how they're going to handle that. How are you going to motivate people to purchase if it is a la carte and seasons don't necessarily offer something that you're looking for at that particular time? Lastly, let's talk about what about Destiny 3. That's a big question. I don't necessarily know when we're going to get a substantive answer to that question, but it's a big question. So right now, the answer to the question that Jeff Keighley, when he posed the question to Luke Smith, Luke basically said, right now, our focus is on Destiny 2. We want to make Destiny 2 as good as possible. We want to make sure, you know, it's a game worth playing. I may be adding to what Luke Smith said, but essentially that was the summary of what he said is our focus is Destiny 2. That's what we're focused on right now. And before before I interviewed Bungie, I asked Deej, I said, hey, you know, I know Jeff Keighley asked about this in his interview. I'm not going to ask about it if it's not something you guys really want to talk about. Is it okay to, like, pose the question, Destiny 3? He's like, no, that's not really the focus right now. So even from Deej, it was like, we're not really focused on talking about Destiny 3. The focus is Destiny 2. The focus is Shadow Keep, Getting, you know, and, and New Light, free entry point for, you know, all players to jump in and enjoy Destiny that's the focus right now so this kind of feels to me reminiscent of division and how division got to division 1.8 division went through its process of let's keep investing in the first game and really pour on the quality really listen to the community really dive deep with them in the feedback and then division 1.8 was born which was essentially the framework and the building blocks for division 2 Okay I kind of feel like we're in a similar situation here with Destiny too. They need to figure out depth. They need to figure out stats and grind and content style. They need to figure out their development bandwidth. What can they do? What can they develop? How much, you know are they able to take on? When they're building all the future content, when they're building the future game, will they even be able to build the next game in Tiger Engine? Are they going to have to leave the engine behind? So, is this going to be a, a logistical framework and not necessarily a developmental framework for them with respect to the next game? Because I don't necessarily think they can continue to use this engine once they stamp a brand new name and a brand new title out there, whether it's just Destiny Universe or Destiny 3 or whatever. I don't think they can stay in this engine, so they're going to use what they have now as a really, really good framework. Like, what's the foundation of the game? What's the goal? What's the vision? How is this going to become an MMO action game, as they called it, or an action MMO game? How does it get there? They need to know these things before they build Destiny 3, and I see this as a transitional stage in the game, and they're going to use this as that testing ground. Again, reminiscent to Division with Division 1.8. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash No to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the future of Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you're watching the video version, I am sorry, there will be video skips. There's like a nationwide problem right now with routing with AT&T and Spectrum, and it's causing frame drops that are out of my control, so I do apologize. Audio should remain unaffected, and we're going to be doing some menagerie or menagerie as people say it it's menagerie and i'm going to be answering some questions so let's jump right in here there's probably a ton of questions so this will probably be a long one mike apex do you think when bungie says they're changing and improving the social aspect of the game going forward should we expect changes to the current clan system if so what changes would you like to see well i mean at a ground level i think they're going to have to raise they're going to have to raise the cap on clans because if I'm able to switch platforms now and people are able to do that, you know, more freely, then you're probably going to want to make it easier for people to have larger clans. So, I mean, at the, at the, at the very, very start of it, I would say you're going to need to increase caps on clans. I would say maybe just out of the gate, double them, uh, make them jump up to, you know, 200 instead of 100. After that, I don't necessarily know what they could do as far as iteration on uh, the actual clan system itself, because I do feel like there's only so much you can do with the clan, like it funnels people together, there's some rewards, there's some aesthetic changes. I still would love to see the ability to unlock the ability to design your own shaders and emblems for your clan, because the design elements for your clan banner are in the game, okay? Okay. Um, they're already in the game. So the, if you go and look at your, if you go and look at your clan banner, right? This wolf face and these chevrons and these colors, they're already in the game. Those design elements, those colors are in the game right now. So it'd be cool if you could go into like an emblem editor and a shader editor, and you could like add those design elements to both your emblem and, you know, your, your shaders. Now, what you could do is whatever you pick for the clan like flag would be like a, Oh, Hey, that's what you actually can use for the shaders. So like you wouldn't just be able to pick like whatever the heck you want. It would sort of be determined by, it would be determined by what you can, what you can use. So if we pick the wolves and the chevrons and that, and those colors, then that's exactly what we would be able to use. You'd be able to use those, uh, use those items when designing, shaders and emblems and stuff like that now as someone in chat kind of jokingly said no you would not be able to draw like obscene images and stuff that was something that call of duty let you do and obviously i think Bungie could protect against that by limiting and saying well you know hey if you pick the wolves and the chevrons and those colors that's your palette for designing so rusty with the next question how do you feel about seasonal grind being power level pinnacle weapons grindable loot It's starting uh, to wear thin for me. Level grind is boring. Pinnacles often feel like a chore. And I already have god rolls on most of the guns I want to use. Do you have hope for Shadowkeep to evolve this enough? I mean, I think my question for folks like you is always, like, what type of game do you think Destiny should be then? Because that's essentially what a loot pursuit game is. Um... You know, like, that's essentially what a Loot Pursuit game is. You log in, you chase stuff, you level your character up, and then a couple months later, you do it again. Whether you're playing ESO, uh, a new season in Diablo, uh, you know, these updates, these updates that are happening in. Division right the that's just how those games kind of are so like I'm always a little confused I'm like, okay, so if that's not what you want out of the game What do you want then like I know it can wear a little thin it can be a little like man I I feel like I'm just constantly chasing loot. I feel like I'm constantly chasing level and doing like really really slow grinds on pinnacles um, and so I, I can I can kind of feel that. But at the same time, maybe you're engaging with the content in a way that kind of like lends itself to that. Maybe you should take breaks. Maybe you're grinding too hard. Because I feel like a lot of times what happens is, is like the new content comes out and people pour themselves into it for like a week or two straight. And it just, by the time they're done and they have everything, they're like, gee, many Christmas. Like, I, I'm so burned out. I, I need to do something else with my time. And I think that's fine. I, I think that that is kind of normal and I wonder if sometimes those expectations maybe just need to be set going in I also think freshness of the content loop is is a point of potential criticism I think it's okay to say man I, I think that the, the loop could be better I think the loop could be more creative um, I think that you know there's I think there's always criticisms to be made like I think the forge loop the forge loop of content wasn't good enough and I feel like the Menagerie loop is significantly better, and because of that, I think that Bungie can learn from that and kind of pivot and make changes and say okay, we can you know we can add more diverse content loop more more intentionality on the actual grind, and then that gives you more of a sense of like this isn't so repetitive, you know like I've always felt that one of the biggest things you need to focus on is. A diverse grind like I know Curse of Osiris gets like a bad rap but Curse of Osiris had what felt like to me a pretty decently varied loop because you would go and do different activities and then those different activities would kind of bring you back to the forge and because you're kind of coming back to the forge you never felt like you were just doing one thing If you kind of compare the varied loop of like Osiris and the Forge and Menagerie, and you compare that with, let's say the, um, the Drifter loop with Reckoning, I believe you can start to see the difference. And that's where I feel like it's not a matter of saying, like, let's look at your question, man, grinding for powerful level and pinnacle weapons and grindable loot. Like I'm just getting kind of burned out, right? That's typically not the issue. Typically what the issue is, is, is the content itself varied enough that you don't feel like you're literally doing the same thing and nothing else. So that's where I would make the distinction. And if you guys are watching right now live, there are frame drops. There's nothing I can do. Uh, it is a, um, it's a nationwide problem. Uh, Spectrum and AT and T are having massive outages across the country, and it's causing routing issues. It's not disrupting audio, so we're just pressing on. I am sorry that it's happening, though. Uh, I, if I could do something to fix it, I 100% would do that. Alweezy, uh, with the level of intentionality from the Chalice being the best in all of Destiny 2, in my opinion, what are your thoughts or hopes for intentionality in Shadowkeep and beyond? Also. Opinion on gunsmith bounties as constructed. I don't mind the gunsmith bounties. I like that I can just kind of do them. I don't have to uh, deviate. I don't have to change my what I'm, what I'm focusing on. I mean, I have to change my loadout like a little bit, but I'm not like, oh, I have to go and do this, and I have to go and do that, and I have to go to this. It's not, as I call it, it's not play flow disrupting. Um, play flow disruption was one of the biggest problems, I think, with the way they introduced the bounties with Spider you can't just do those bounties or get those bounties. You have to literally, uh... Go and grind for the fragments. Then after you get the fragments, you got to go like stand around for HVTs or go to specific lost sectors. At least the lost sectors are fast. But do you understand? Like that—that's th- play flow disrupting. What if that's not what I want to work on? The great thing about the gunsmith bounties is you can go do whatever it is you were planning on working on that day and just roll with it and do them. You know, do the do the bounties as you go. And I think that's a big win for the player because then you're just getting enhancement cores kind of regularly throughout the week and, uh, and day I think I, I got discharged by the, uh, the souls, I didn't realize I had any souls, I don't have sound <laughs> so I, I think it's fine uh, teacher teacher toon says, when do you think we will have more information about shadowkeep dlc Well, more than likely, they're going to be doing, I would think they'd be doing streams. I would think they'd be doing blog posts. I would think they'd be doing trailers. Like, Bungie is sort of the inventors of trickling out their relevancy. Uh, They're really good at it. Uh, They're really good at saying, "Here's here's our relevant information and more information soon. Here's more relevant information and more information soon. And they just kind of, that's just kind of how they've always done it. And it's actually like a really smart play because what it does is it allows them to kind of always stay on your radar like you're never like "Uh, what what are they doing because like let's imagine that they gave you all the information right now about shadow keep and you were able to watch the trailer and consume all the blogs and all the bullet points and all the images that would be basically the end of it for you you'd kind of like tuck that away for four months right or however long it is three months And the good thing about the way they do their marketing is that there's always a little something new for you to hear and learn about. And so now that they're done with E3, I would expect them to just be kind of on a regular basis. I would think maybe doing hot fixes and sandbox updates, tweaking things. Um, Lord of Wolves obviously needs looked at. That seems to be a pretty significant piece of feedback right now. And that that'll be kind of the lead in to then other updates that are like hey this is what we want to do with the game here's what's coming in Shadow Keep here's a sneak peek at a new activity uh, i would imagine in Shadow Keep there's going to be something similar to cha- the chalice there'll be some grindable loop i'm hoping it's a grindable loop with the um, with the old bosses like i kind of want to fight i kind of want to fight the old bosses that we had You know, I want to fight Axis. um, Oh, I didn't realize he was going to come up shielded. I've not done this. (laughs) Um, You know, I want to fight Axis. I want to fight Crota. I want to do all those things. And in doing those things, I want to feel that sense of like, you know, a return to the old, but also just that fun. I want things to be fun. I want things to feel dope and you know, if we're going to refight Crota, you know, what's it going to feel like? What's the weapon? What's the grind going to be? Is he going to, is Crota going to rotate each week or are there there going to be other, you know, rotating bosses? I would hope that's kind of like the loop that we get, almost like a boss rush. You know, a lot of classic, a lot of classic bosses could make a a dope return. And that would be, I think, really, really fun. Uh, Yellow Flash says... Um, I got a scrap of paper quest step. Is oh, is that the thing for the the trust? People said you got to do like one quick run and then you'll get it. Oh, there's my 731 powerful. Um, cool. Oh, is that the end? That was it? We that was menagerie? Or not trust. I'm sorry, truth. I said trust. The truth quest. I'm a genius. Um, so, now, people were saying you can just eternally farm this. What do you do? Leave and reinstance, and then you can open it again? Is that what people are doing? Because um, you have so many seconds. Is that the cheese? Anyway, let's go to the next question. Uh, yellow flashes. I noticed that you did some type of order in your chalice, because I'm not getting the red runes. Could you explain what you did? Um, I did uh, the... I can show you what I did on the chalice. If you're listening, I'll walk you through it. So, on the chalice, um, I unlocked power and efficiency number two. So, one and two on power and efficiency. And then number one on rune compatibility. And then number two on the cup itself. Uh, which is the ability to like modify what you're going to get. Um, so, it seems like the cheese is that you leave and come back and you can like eternally open the uh the chest and again those watching video i am sorry about the frame drops there's nothing i can do it's a nationwide problem and the routing is bad and it's supposed to fix itself and it hasn't so usually it cleans up and it hasn't done that yet uh let's see here birth eater do you think we need a destiny 3 since they are bringing cross save to all platforms uh, I know myself personally will be looking forward to the third installment so I can switch from console to PC. Everyone's slate is wiped and I thought the work for stuff would already be ground in the outdated. Okay, I'm actually going to just read your question instead of your big long speech. Do you think we really need a D3 since they're bringing cross save to all platforms? Like cross save coming to all platforms doesn't necessarily negate the need to have like another game. Um, to a certain extent, I think that's a totally legitimate expectation that people have um, to say hey, uh, when's the next game coming out? I also think it's a little bit easier to market a new game. I also think when these new consoles start landing, which Xbox has already announced theirs, which is what, winner of next year. Um, oh, I have to slot new runes. Okay, I don't know what I need though. And this is part of the problem with doing this during Q&A. Um, I don't need a powerful weapon. So I guess we could go for um, what's my weakest what's my weakest slot 23 we got a 31 there and a so if it's going to drop a 31 my weakest slot is the energy weapon is it an energy I guess it doesn't matter because they're both 23 so I'm going to go to my pursuits chalice those listening to the audio version and I'm going to slot something that's for uh, a sniper rifle and we'll go grab it This is kind of a weird um, exploit, isn't it? Uh, Invoke your chalice's power. And then I got the sniper rifle, and I got it at... Oh, it's a kinetic, so that's at 32. Uh, What would I do then for an energy weapon? Um, Is there one here? Oh, submachine guns, because that'll probably give me the SMG that'll give me the I'm sorry that'll give me like an energy weapon okay and I have to leave and come back I'm assuming I have to re-instance. I have 71 seconds so hopefully I can actually make it this seems to be like a lost sector thing right you leave until the name changes and once the name changes you're good to go back down in it seems like I come up here and see royal theater and then I run back down Um, a red rune in the second slot it can be kinetic Um, so if I put a red rune in the second slot uh, use two beast runes. Okay, okay. We better hurry. We have 35 seconds. I am sorry to the people listening to the audio version. Uh, you're definitely getting like a um, a flying by the seat of my pants, learning how to uh, kind of cheese <laughs> the menagerie chest here to get easy drops. Um. It doesn't seem to be letting me open it. There it goes. Okay, so I got the callus mini tool, and I got it at 33, and I got it with moving target, disruption break, and, and ricochet rounds. Um, so that's cool. Uh, that's a neat weapon. Okay, cool. We did it, chat. We can move on to the next question. Uh, Will, and again, I'm sorry for the frame drops, guys. Audio is still solid. Will says, going forward with Destiny, do you think a chalice type of loot protection is what we can expect for the future of the game and maybe even into raids? I mean, I don't necessarily know if we always want to have this level of specificity, right? I think there's room for, you know... there. I think there's room for saying you know, there's randomization, there's RNG, there's loot that'll only drop at a given location. Like, I think that there's um I think that there's room for that in the game. And I think that's part of the problem with if if there's if there's any danger, right? If there's any danger of having this much agency in the game, having this much intentionality, I think the danger becomes you set that expectation. And people are like Dude I want to always be able to pick my gear. I never ever want to not be able to pick my gear. I should have tons of intentionality and tons of of you know uh, tons of that volitional choice over what I'm going for um, I because here's the thing it's a loot pursuit game and if you take like too much loot pursuit out, I would be worried that it would it could it could slowly harm. The nature of the game and it just turns into a very transactional experience I mean there's still elements of RNG in the game right now uh, you know because you don't know what kind of a role you're going to get on, on on certain weapons um, you know you're not you, you, don't really, you don't really know what's coming you don't really know what's going to happen and so like I think that level of the you know of the RNG I think is uh it's a, it's a healthy dose of RNG. And I think as long as that's there, um, I think that that would be a good protection. So like, if you're going to give me intentionality, it's got to be laced with some RNG. You got to keep me in there. You got to keep me in the fight. Cause if not, it turns into transactional and like really hardcore grinders get everything too easily. And then they're kind of done. Um, Now, I don't know how many powerful drops do I get from Menagerie. I just got three. So am I basically done getting powerful drops from it? Or should I now go in and plug in stuff for armor? Because armor drops would be great. I don't actually know what the call is now. Because I have all 30-somethings on my weapons. Um, uh, You're done with your hunter. Okay, you're done for powerful. Is there a specific weapon I could grind for right now? with my chalice so could I go in there just with you guys since it's going so fast and could I build a weapon um, I have joy beast jubilation cunning ambition and gluttony um, so sniper and the submachine gun are what people have been going for more uh, powerfuls you should be grinding for god rolls and triumphs now got it okay uh, next question uh Datteral uh Daderel loves you. Um Datura loves you, I think. Is it crazy to dream that one day we will just have the game Destiny and we will be able to play all the old content D1 and 2 uh and all the new content built upon that? I mean, I have no idea, dude. I don't honestly know. Um I feel like I I feel like expecting them to pull all of D1 uh expecting them to pull all of D1 into the into the current game would be that's a, that's a that's a tall order right because we want new content too don't we we want new experiences we want new places we want new things new story etc and I worry that if we just keep asking for D1 to come back you know, we're, we're going to make it difficult. Now, if they build everything in a new engine and they can kind of take us back to all the classic places, but everything's very, very different then I think that could be really, really good. So people are saying jubilation and then in any, any red. Okay. So we'll just do that. That's fine. Uh, And then we can go back in. I just kind of want to get into a rhythm with it so I can just keep rolling on the questions and then just grinding. Next question is Galarborn. Hey, Lono, welcome back from E3. Considering Bungie has implemented every suggestion you have made over the past year, is there anything you don't want to see in the future of Destiny? I mean, I think I touched on it a little bit. I don't want them to turn it into too transactional of a game. I never I don't think we ever want to see crafting. Um, I don't want to see crafting in the game. I think that's just too... Uh, that's just too transactional for a Loot Pursuit game. I think that's kind of bad. I also think... Um, people asking for trading i i just i don't think trading belongs in destiny uh i think that there are there are too many pitfalls to trading and i think there's plenty of good ways to treat the player's time now and you know we're crafting now i mean we're right on the bubble of crafting i would agree we're very close to crafting but not really because roles are random so like if if crafting to me like in the traditional sense is like here is the stock, here is the sight, here is the the mag and then out spits the weapon and you're done. That to me is crafting. Like think in crafting in Destiny would be like you literally picking the perks and we're not doing that. And I think that's one of the backstops of the game becoming just way too intentional we don't want to have we, if you rob the mystery and the surprise and that elation and it just turns into uh, put in enough time and you'll get the thing and you'll get the thing that you want exactly as you want it that i think is different than if you put in enough time you have to kind of wait for the role that you want to get and then you you get that role and then you're excited cuz it dropped randomly instead of you putting in a zero, a, one, a five and a seven and out pops the zero the one five and seven and it's exactly what you need um because what that turns into is just such like a, a neutered experience It's like well yeah just you know uh go ahead and and put in the right code and then you're kind of done and i feel i don't know i just feel like that that hurts the experience of the player because you're you're not experiencing any intrigue and any mystery, any surprise, any chase. It's just sort of like crafting, you know? Double V. The nightmares in Shadowkeep seem like a small evolution of the Baron Hunt, killing boss after boss, acquiring their artifact and their upgrades. For example, the Gate Lord and its eye. What do you think of that? Here's my biggest desire then. Let's say they go with a similar concept where we go through a bunch of adventures and we fight all those bosses. We fight, you know, Gaul and we fight Crota and they're nightmare versions of themselves. My desire would be that that would be loopable content. Instead of being like, yeah, you're done with it. Story's over, you know, that's it. That's all we're going to use them for. I would be i would sort of be like man what a freaking waste right like what a waste why wouldn't you uh you know do do more with that um because the bosses are so cool and they're so iconic and for long-standing fans of the franchise it's definitely going to feel like a you know a, a bit of a blast from the past to go back and fight those guys and i wouldn't want it to be a one and done we've had great boss fights, we've had, you know, Panoptes, and we've had the, all the Baron fights, and we've had, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other things we've done in stories and such that just sort of feel like they just get left behind and forgotten, and that's always a bummer to me. The Baron fights, I think, are the best example of something that should have should have gotten repurposed and reused for grind. Uh, just because of how fun they were, there was unique loot, the fights themselves were unique, they didn't feel like strike fights, you know, the bosses themselves each had their own identity, I didn't mantle there, that was weird, you know, they each had their own identity and not replaying those I just feel like is a huge, uh, a huge miss, so... Spike Spikesley, do you think if Bungie keeps adding content and there's new DLCs, how they make power leveling harder since right now there are so many milestones you can get to seven fifty in a matter of two to three weeks. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, why is that a problem? What 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 is what is what is leveling anyway? Right? Like, leveling isn't content. That's something that I've like really tried to stress to people. Like, leveling is not content. Leveling is leveling. It's transaction. It's it's literally you um It's it's literally you putting in time to move a number. Like uh, my experience generally doesn't change because like I have a I have a, a higher number next to my character. You know? It's like oh gosh. The freaking fire. The my experience changes when I get cool loot. Right? Like when I got the recluse, my experience changed. When I get, you know. Um when I get the uh you know a pinnacle weapon everybody's talking about the the Wendigo the the grenade launcher like that is I think that is a better that's a, that's a better experience um gee, many Christmas that's a better experience changer than than level um I just I don't feel like leveling does anything um I don't, I don't feel like leveling really, really affects my experience in the way that like everybody makes it seem, everybody makes it seem like leveling needs to be this long drawn out process, um, or the Wendigo, I thought I keep saying Wendingo, the Wendigo, the, here, here's, here's how I've always said it, if you try to slow me down, you're putting the rest you're literally putting the rest of the the community in a, in a hamster wheel. If you're like, well, we got to slow Lono down. Lono can play nine or 10 hours a day. Well, if you slow me down, it's like the, the other people are just going to feel like this is literally a hamster wheel. I can't level. I can't, I can't advance. Um, I can't, I can't get anything done because they're trying to slow down hardcore raiders and, and hardcore players and... Hardcore raiders and hardcore players are always gonna like run ripshod over your content. They just are. They can play it. They can play way more often. They have a whole lot more time, and they usually get on Reddit forums, etc., and they find tons of loopholes in the leveling or ways to speed stuff up. And they're always they're just I don't know. I just feel like they're always going to skip way ahead. And given that reality, you can't really set your sights on slowing them down. This is why difficulty spectrum is so important. This is why content like the menagerie is so important because you're setting people up with optional and directional, you know, and intentional pursuits that if they choose to grind it out, they can. And it's more natural longevity. And the reason I say it's like natural longevity is if you set your sights on a god roll and you don't give up until you get it, that is your choice, right? That's your choice. And if that's what you choose to do, then you're going to play until you feel satisfied. But again, that's a self-imposed decision. It's not like like crappy leveling where you're just sort of like, man, I, I can't freaking get the things I need. I can't do the things I want to do. Um... And i feel like that ends up feeling like a chore when if it's self-imposed it's very very different self-imposed grind is number one more satisfying because you're the one deciding to do it uh beyond that it's also optional like you don't feel like you have to do it leveling is sort of a necessity in games like this you're like well i I have to level i want to do the higher level stuff i want to do the more challenging content and when that, that is like a giant hurdle that you don't feel like you can get over or past, I think that's when people are like mentally checking out a lot of the times. So like I literally freaking can't even like get where I want to get. So that's a really long answer, but I think it needs to be said that like leveling's not content and we need to stop with this idea that like, leveling needs to be arduous and slow and like oh people are gonna level up too fast like i just don't think that's a problem Blue rock with four months 14 months from enigma guys thank you for those resubs death pal and i think i missed your 11 months and jet boy guys thank you so much again the drop frames is nothing i can do about there's a routing issue across the country right now i've tried multiple servers we were fine for two hours and now it won't go away nothing i can do Uh, I would just continually depress on Twitch to give us an update because they've said literally nothing about it and it's a site-wide problem so Uh, Leviathan says do uh, you see armor mods being added to inventory like shaders currently or would it be wise to start saving tons of armor so in September you can dismantle all of them and be stocked with mods that you can use I don't really understand the question do you think armor mods being added to your inventory like shaders currently would be wise to start saving tons of armor so in september you can dismantle all of them and have tons of stock mods i i I do not understand what you're saying like why would i do that you just they're not going to take them away like you're 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 acting like you're gonna not be able to have them in your inventory um So, if there's a new mod system, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start stressing about that stuff now. Uh, Home Twitch. What are your thoughts on going back to the moon instead of the dreadnought, as the end cutscene indicated? Has Bungie veered off course? I mean, I don't necessarily think they've veered off course. Um, I feel like it's more of a more of a change. Like, instead of saying, yeah, here is literally... this super linear everyone knows where we're going we're gonna do the moon first now the dreadnought could be similar to the dreaming city right we we got dreaming city and the tangled shore and i think that that was like a secondary ad, and they could do something very similar moon and the dreadnought they're similar in theme hive nightmares eris mourn these are all things that are somewhat tied together and i think you can could probably see the dreadnought be the other location in shadowkeep as far as se3 and the destiny universe goes the biggest updates the game need are dedicated server 60 fps on console and then it seems like an engine overhaul is that possible in the current framework of d2 um or are these things just what we should get used to also welcome back thank you um as far as like saying we, like we should just get used to it, part of me is I like I don't necessarily think um, that we need to be like hyper concerned right now about um, you know 60 FPS on console and dedicated servers like that's not like that's not really the concern for Destiny 2 right the concern for Destiny 2 is can they keep giving us dope content and keep the player base going? Keep the player base, like, alive? Um, that would be sort of, like, my, you know, that would be my thought about, like, what they need to do. Um, instead of being like, well, no, we need dedicated servers now. and We need 60 FPS now on console. I- I'll just tell you, you're not getting that in Destiny 2. You're just not. Now, if the new consoles can do some sort of upscaling or something and they're able to basically emulate what happens when you play on PC, well, then sure. Um, But I would anticipate that being a bigger request and add for the next game. So, Don's six. Hey, man, have you gotten the hush yet? Nope. Haven't gotten it. Don't know what to say about it. Wish wash. You brought up that most people would have skipped Drifter, which I agree with but people who wouldn't have gotten Drifter a la carte would have missed out on Recluse. Do you think some would look at it as pay to win because of how strong the weapon is, or would it have been an incentive to purchase? I mean, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Like, if they do a la carte, and they start doing incentives, you know, for you to to purchase, people might start saying that. Oh, it's pay to win. And it's like, yeah, but it's a loot-based game. By its nature, if they're going to motivate you to purchase a, a, a piece a season... By its nature, they're going to motivate you with power. Is that pay to win? Right? And it, well, and Double V is making a good point that I actually forgot about. The pinnacle weapons are always free. They're just part of the seasonal updates. So, but that's a good question, isn't it? I think that's a good question. It's like, well, wouldn't that then mean that like, you're getting... Um, I don't know, wouldn't that mean that you're getting, like, the, the free stuff and not really needing the, like, the, the season? I just, I don't think you want people saying, I don't need the season. I don't know. I don't know what the god roll is on the Mida, the Mida mini tool. I mean, I don't like this is the dilemma that they're in because people are going to complain about pay to win. But then why the frick am I going to buy the season if it doesn't have really dope, powerful stuff? You if you motivate me with power, then people can argue pay to win. If you don't motivate me with power, what are you motivating me to purchase the season with? Right. That's a conundrum in my mind. That feels like a conundrum because you this does seem like a pretty good one. Dynamic sway surrounded and extended mag. Uh, with reload. Um, I don't know. I want hand cannons though, so I need to try to get the. What do you need for hand cannons? I don't even. I don't even think I have anything for hand cannons. Uh, bonds, cloaks, submachine guns, snipers, gauntlets, gloves, grips, and then power weapons, and then grease boot strides. I need desire. Oh, I need green runes. How do I get green runes? Will they start dropping now? Or, I don't know. You need desire, which is a green, plus any red. Oh. You need to unlock the chalice to get green runes. Okay. Same with the shotgun, I would imagine, right? So I need 3,000 on the Imperials. Okay. Okay. Next uh, question from Bumble17 says, Do you think the introduction of both Stadia and Cross Save is a way to prolong the lifespan of D2 to accommodate uh, new consoles being too soon for D3? Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't necessarily know if that was what their plan was. You know, Banshee with five months, welcome back. Thomasaurus Rex with 11 months, welcome back. I don't know if Bungie was like, let's do Stadia and Cross Save so that we can you know, extend the life of the game before D3 comes out because of consoles. Now, will D3 be on the next consoles and hopefully take advantage of their, their strength? I, I certainly hope so. Right? I certainly hope so. Oh, people are saying I need the rune compatible upgrade to do green rune. So I need this. I need 6,000 Imperials. Um, so... I don't know how soon we'll get that. Um, It seems like you get a lot from these. I mean, there's 1,500 right there. So, looks like we need to work on those. Um, Earn a a complete Menagerie weapon set. So, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Complete the run of the Menagerie in a complete set of opulent gear. And then defeat the Ogres in the Mockery in the Menagerie with all three Havens preserved and then complete the hunted in the menagerie with time left on the clock Uh, open barges yeah I've already done that on this character so maybe I need to go get another character and start unlocking uh, opening all the barges Uh, so um, you just need to farm some rune drops Oh, oh so I can't get them to drop how do I farm runes Next question. Evil the Waffler. You have talked about tier 12 builds before, and they talked about that in their uh, Vidoc. Can you explain what they are in D1 and how they'll be in D2? I have no idea how they're going to show up in... Uh... Oh, Barge is account-based. Frick. We've got to wait until, I guess, tomorrow. So in D1, you could do the... Um... You could basically have intellect, discipline and strength as high as possible that's what a tier 12 build was and that meant you were getting your melee your grenade and your super back as fast as possible interchangeably obviously right so you could have a tier 12 build where you add the highest in you know intellect or strength or um intellect strength and discipline and that would give you the different things so Um, everyone's saying it happens on Sunday. Oh, that's a bummer. I could have booted up on Saturday, opened all the barges, and then had the reset. Oh, well. So the the, the tier 12 builds from D1, I don't know how they're going to show up in this. Like, that's probably an investment path for armor where you're going to be influencing those percentages. Like how quickly you get back melee, your grenades, and your super, as opposed to mods only. Skyla, I have a concern for the whole cross-save thing after watching some videos on the whole TWAB last week. I don't think this has been addressed. I play on Xbox and PC. My Xbox account is my main with the annual pass and Forsaken, but on PC, I'm missing the annual pass. Do you think when we transfer accounts to a platform without the DLC, will our weapons be locked on the platform or can we use those weapons since it's clear? Yeah, they've not really answered how that's going to happen, and if they have, I haven't seen it. Um. Um... Uh, keep doing your wealth of the emperor. It's like 500 each. Oh, okay. Wealth of the emperor. And then do I think is rune finder still going? Yeah. Rune finder still going. Okay. So we can do it again. Um, So, and then Wob is saying, I think they make the DLC account based. Like it seems, it did seem like I saw some verbiage that made it seem like if you own the annual pass on Xbox, it comes with you. I feel like I saw that um you can use your weapons but you can't do the dlc activities okay we'll just have to see cause like obviously if you can use your gear that's great but you want to be able to go into the content you want to be able to go into the raids and the strikes etc um so I would think when you do that maybe they would give you a discount maybe they would give you everything you don't have at like some sort of a of a discount Um, with new light I think everything will be on every platform no that's not true so new light is basically year one so anything forsaken and beyond you would need to purchase which means that would be the same for somebody that's trying to do um you know cross cross save that you know if you're if you're if you're bringing your account from one platform to the other you're gonna need that you're gonna need that to uh that, that 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 platform to have that content on it they did clarify you need to buy dlc on all platforms i can link the reddit thread okay so apparently there was a reddit thread and if you want you um you you have to buy it now again they'll they'll have those details forthcoming i would anticipate i'm not going to speak for bungie but i would anticipate them making it really really affordable and you're not going to feel like you're getting like totally drug over the coals like oh my gosh look at all this money i'm having to spend um so that that would be my thought on it is that they would they would not just totally make you like chunk out all this money uh the bomb dog do you think d2 deserves to have more future than d1 well, I mean with the framework that they're building, I, I don't know what you mean by deserves. I mean I, I definitely feel like they built a better framework. D1 hit like a hit like a limit. there was there wasn't much they could do. They would have had to come back over the game and really change a lot and really give depth on a lot of things. and that's just not like that's just not an option for D1 and I feel like in D2, they gave themselves a whole lot more freedom and because they gave themselves all that more freedom, and I feel like there's just better spectrum, uh, because there's better spectrum, because there's better, there's better, like, uh, I call it scaffolding. Because there's better scaffolding in D2, I just feel like it's easier for them to do what they're doing. And I I just don't feel like the scaffolding was there in D1. Um, And that's not to say one game is better than another, but I just feel like now they've got a framework that feels like you can really invest in it and they've not even really gone the distance yet like they've not done anything with ep they've not done anything with blind well they've not done anything with the original forge and curse of osiris they've not done anything or said they're going to be doing anything with the forges or with reckoning those are all pieces of scaffolding that i believe could be invested in uh those are all things that could could get some good treatment and, and, and a revisitation. And we haven't even done that yet. And by the time they do that, I think people might be more generous. Like by the time it happens, if it happens like really out in the distance, you know, later in the next annual pass or parts of the next annual pass, they just got to be careful, you know, because that can lead to a lot of the this is just recycled content. Why am I paying for it? Criticisms, which aren't necessarily bad criticisms, but we would want to wait and see what exactly uh, they're giving us because a lot of the times I think we jump to recycled content as a criticism and it's not necessarily, you know, valid within because people see like weapons and like, oh, it's a rescan. And I'm like, okay, this is destiny. There are weapons in destiny that are going to look similar because that's kind of the way that the, that's kind of the way that the universe of destiny has worked for the past how many years is that stuff has a presence and when that stuff shows back up it's it's gonna look similar to things you've already seen I don't know I, it, I think I'm just a little bit more generous when it comes to this idea that like they can't reuse design elements or pieces of the game like I'm I'm a whole lot more generous why because it results in stuff for us to do Um, and if it results in stuff for us to do, that feels like a benefit. And, um, why would you fight against that? Why would you say no to that? Uh, given that mainly we're just looking for dope, um, we're just looking for dope gear and dope stuff to do. Um, so in my mind, okay, in my mind, substance, depth and breadth are always far more important than like if they reuse a design element or they reuse an enemy type or if they oh this this gun's got the same body about this um you know what i mean i i that stuff's just never been an issue for me because if the content's good then i don't care uh zor Zorion says do you know if the Jason Schreier's podcast with Luke Smith and Mark Knowsworthy uh, it's really interesting and it answers more questions about the future and their vision for Destiny I didn't get a chance to listen to it, no so I'll, I'll try to check that out if I get a chance Aunt Made it says, do you think moving forward uh, they want to keep up with Destiny 2 for a while rather than Destiny 3 in a couple of years in the reveal stream in Vidoc they said 3-5 to five years somewhere, what's your thoughts on this I don't remember hearing that but I know that when Jeff Keighley asked Luke Smith about Destiny 3, they said the focus right now is Destiny 2. Uh, the focus is, you know, adding to and making Destiny 2 the best it can be. And um, that's not surprising given, uh, you know, given the structure of what they've kind of been doing. It's kind of like, it, it was almost like kind of like a duh moment when he said it. Like, well, yeah, it seems like like that's what you guys are wanting to do. Like Destiny 3 just doesn't seem to be something that's the focus right now. The focus seems to be, how can we make Destiny 2 awesome? So, I don't know if that I, I didn't hear the 3-5 to five year thing. Uh, Death Starfish. I have been this excited for Destiny in a while. Shadowkeep has me excited, but I feel like we're missing out on a big part of the game without factions. Have they been mentioned? No, they've not said anything about factions. I will say this, okay? I don't know if factions bring as much value as maybe your questions kind of insinuating your questions kind of making it sound like what would you say we're missing out on a big part of the game I mean I'm going to give you a maybe I mean factions in D1 were literally just an experience bar that went up that spit out loot every once in a while and I feel like we get that now in a you know what I mean like we have a lot of things where the experience bar fills up and then it spits something out and I I just I don't know I don't know if that's a big value add right now right I miss it I want faction rally to come back I think there's room for it perhaps that'll be part of the new seasons perhaps that will be part of shadow keep I don't know I'm gonna tell you right now my gut instinct is that factions won't be returning in shadow keep it'll be, it'll probably be something that shows up beyond Shadowkeep. I feel like in Shadowkeep, the main focus is going to be the moon, Eris Morn, and the nightmares, and the new activities. And then, you know, factions will potentially come back as a seasonal ad or as like a free thing that they do beyond Shadowkeep. I can't tell you why that's my gut, but that's my gut. Like, that's just what I feel. Um, I feel like they've uh they've they've really not i don't know they've not really they've not really said anything to me to indicate that like they're hinting at it or they have plans for it and then the thematic feel of of uh the thematic feel of Shadowkeep keep feels very much not like factions i don't know just a gut feeling silk in the wind do you know if Bungie said whether or not we'll be able to purchase year one seasons a la carte once new season rolls out now that I don't know they didn't say I would think given how much time has passed they would just basically say you you know if you want them they're bundled for like 10 bucks and you get all of them or something Um, I don't know to me, it's like what 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 are we really gaining by being like, yeah, you got to buy each individual one, you know, a la carte. I would say, just bundle them together. Uh, just bundle them together, and then you know, go from there. And if it's really really cheap, you know, who cares? I literally got the exact same roll. Oh no, it went to it went to the tower. I need to make a tower run anyway because I have a prime. Um, I have a prime. So if you guys want to keep doing the thing, I don't want to pull anybody out if anybody's going to grind the chest. Um, Because I got a Prime and I got Hawthorne. Zelfin. In the past, Bungie has avoided using the term MMO and MMORPG when describing Destiny, but in recent interview, they seem to break the habit and explicitly reference the MMO elements of Destiny 2, and it seemed to insinuate that you could be more RPG elements would be present in future updates. What kinds of changes would this mean? Well, Luke Smith talked about this in their in their reveal stream. This isn't new actually. So you heard it in interviews, but before they did the interviews, he outlined it in a video. They said they're more they're more accepting of the term MMO. An action MMO game or an MMO action game is kind of their goal. And when they uh, when they did that, he basically went beyond that and said more depth, more stats on items you know more more investment was kind of the big bullet point sort of umbrella terms he was using and i think that's kind of that's kind of where we should expect things to uh to land um i don't know because to me to me if you're if you're gonna be um if you're going to be grinding and and chasing stuff, and you want it to feel like an MMORPG, those are kind of the terms that I would expect people to him to use, you know, depth, breadth, uh, things like that, and you know, stats. Now, how that plays out, we don't know yet. Those are just kind of big buzzwords that give us like a generic idea of what's coming, and we'll just have to kind of wait and see how all that plays out because there's a lot of different ways that like stats could come into play how are we going to grind for better stats how are we going to grind for better gear what if you get you know something that you don't like or you like part of it you know re-rolling reforging you know we saw that in wrath of the machine on the armor are elements like that going to be returning we don't know so ashen annihilator congrats on e3 small question but do you feel blackout from menagerie and reckoning should be removed blackout doesn't really bother me they got rid of glass and ultimately i don't think blackout is that bad now i'm now listen how i'm phrasing it right i'm saying that bad it's bad but it's not that bad like glass was way worse than blackout um Blackout has I think it, you know Blackout in the riposite is really bad maybe I haven't played enough then you know, maybe I haven't played enough maybe I need to play some more to get that sense of like how bad it is or how bad it feels um, so we got Disruption Break on the mini tool breaking an enemy's shield with a weapon makes them more vulnerable to kinetic Eye of the Storm becomes more accurate as your health gets lower High Cal So, that doesn't feel like uh, as good of a role as some of the others that we have gotten. Um, I think that's the first drop today that isn't going to help us. But it can give us better, um, we have a little bit more diversity maybe in our our primary weapons now. Uh, so. Next question comes from Fidel says, just tuning in now, hope you're having a great day, brother. Uh, since... Destiny 2 will be supported by the next couple of years. Do you think console will ever see 60 FPS? I think the only way you're seeing 60 FPS is if they find a way on the new consoles to emulate the PC port. If that makes sense, right? If if they can emulate the PC port, then you could potentially uh, you could potentially get your way, right? You could get your way. They could say. You know, hey, uh, this is a, you know, this is a, this is a way for us to get 60, come on, I don't need any more helmets, gee, many frick, this is a way for us to, you know, emulate the, uh, the, the fidelity of the, uh, of the fidelity of the, of the PC, because PC hits those things, right, I mean, PC does it, PC pulls it off, so... Um, I would think that I would think that's kind of how they could pull it off. Am I hopeful they're gonna do that? I I I have humongous doubts. I have humongous doubts that they're gonna say they're. I don't feel like they're gonna put any priority on increasing FPS on Destiny Two. That's like a goal for Destiny Three. Um. I could see the Scarlet launch version of D two with sixty FPS in the FOV slider, right? I could see them again, basically taking the Destiny two PC port and putting it on the Xbox Scarlet, but again, I, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in that, because if Bungie's thinking about what keeps people playing right now, that's not something that that next year 2020 is the real deal breaker. Now, Destiny 3, yes, that would be a big selling point. That would be a big deal breaker. That would be like a big, like, selling point. Like, are are we going to get better graphics? Are we going to get higher FPS? Are we going to get dedicated servers? Because that would be like a question mark for people. Before I buy the next game, what are you doing to ratchet the game's quality up? Okay. Now, the question for people for Destiny 2 presently is... Is there stuff for me to do? Is there stuff for me to chase? Is the content fun? These are things, I think, that are more pressing than, you know, is, it, it, am I going to get 60 FPS? You know? I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible because they, like, because they pulled off on PC, the question is more, can they get that to function on the Scarlet? So uh i had some resubs coming in zeta with 22 months sweet cheeks with six months Siren and biax with seven months uh congrats on the experience in the e3 thank you very much man i appreciate that thank you and happy father's day thank you i appreciate that so that that's kind of where i land on it is not a huge priority certainly a possibility Manner Tyke, do you think the new armor system? They will put the current armor perks and make brand new perks. They're gonna have to, I would think. If if they're gonna start to bring in intellect, discipline, and strength, then I would think that you would you would potentially start to see them say, like, um, I feel like you'd potentially start to see them say, we you know we need to, uh, we need to basically change the armor system how else are you going to implement intellect discipline and strength how like what 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 system are you going to put in place uh in order to do that Uh, that would be my my big question um you know sort of my big question mark would be that you know what are you guys doing how are you achieving this um you know what's the what's the path forward for the you know for that perk system so I'm going to just go to orbit to finish this out because I'm slowing down in question answers because I'm reading and infusing. Uh, Death Starfish. Should Bungie do away with all supercharging exotics? Love the content, brother. Um, I think they are problematic because I do think that they, they create a I have to run this mentality and that limits what other people run. But I, what are they going to do? They're already in the game, so... Maybe changing the nature of how they deliver super energy, maybe adding more really cool exotics that deliver something maybe more beneficial so that you're like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to run this exotic, even though it gives me super Mac 2099. What are your thoughts on Eververse armor? Having uh additional activity mod slot as the raid armor. They have them in, uh, the best in year one ingrams. I I mean, they, okay. So the Eververse armor has the same additional activity mod slot as the raid armor, they have them in the best of year one ingrams. I'm, I'm gonna have to kind of gather my thoughts on that i don't have an initial answer for you right now banshee what do you think bungie means by rebuilding the foundation of pvp are they going back to 3v3 dedicated servers uh my thought process on it on it is this i have a whole video on this my gut my gut tells me that they're gonna want to go with bigger, more open maps, more bigger battles to let the game breathe because of the nature of supers and power weapons and how strong we are. We're, we're kind of on top of each other. And because we're on top of each other, I think it just lends itself to people feeling cramped and like they're getting killed by the same things too, uh, too often. And because of that, I would say you're going to want to, you're, you're, you're going to want to let the game breathe now a lot of people push back on that and they're like but people hate the big maps again if they're going to completely change the foundation of pvp what they've been doing since d2 launched hasn't worked the smaller maps aren't working the choke point heavy maps aren't working they're not that fun uh and then a lot of the maps don't work with 6v6 now they're just you're too close to everybody so honey badger with three months welcome back kirok Calcyon with eight months welcome back damien with the next question with the implementation of cross-platform saving what do you think about bungie potentially implementing an account merger feature that no that's not fair um merging accounts is not fair because you've gotten to do more resets you've gotten to grind for more raid gear you've gotten to get more stuff and merging accounts would basically be a form of like it's not cheating but it is cheating you could potentially then you have way more gear than is even reasonable like, let's say you had a really great RNG on the Xbox with Raid Gear, and you had even better RNG on PS4 with Exotics. Getting to merge those two accounts is is totally ridiculous. That's a, that's a silly expectation, I think, to even have. Um, so... Uh, D- Dan Papa with six months. That's half a year and be hunted with a brand new prime sub. Thank you. If you guys are seeing the frame drops, there is nothing I can do. There's massive outages from AT&T and spectrum all across the country. And no matter what server I pick, we get frame drops. It's happening all over the platform and I can't fix it. No lies. What do you think is going to happen with the clans? If I'm in a clan on PS4 and also on PC, I'm going to have to pick one. Yeah, you're probably going to have to pick one. You can't be in two clans. Vulcan Wizard. How do you imagine the a la carte DLC will impact how we interact with future quests? Currently, we can pull activities from any DLC, like Shadow Throne or The Forge, which might be limited with the new DLC model. I honestly don't know how they're going to handle it. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know how they're going to handle that, because you're going to want to, again, we've already talked about this, right? You've got to motivate people to purchase, but then people be like, well, that's pay to win, because they can grind for this really strong gun or exotic, and I can't get it. And it's just like, I think they're going to have to get to a place where they say, if you're playing at this stage of the game and you want new loot, 10 bucks, right? So. Uh, Potato of Death. I dismantled a one-eyed mask with hand cannon support and now collections has only attributes for bows. Is there anything I can do? Nope, sorry. (laughs) Evil the Waffler. Siva has been known to bring the dead back to life and the trailer for Shadowkeep looks like Siva is involved. What are your thoughts on how it happens? It would be weird to go to the moon and have Eris Morn and have that like woven with SIVA. I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say that seems the least likely explanation. It seems like some other form of darkness is down there. Alex Mike says, do you think with new light coming year one raids and activities will get into year two treatment in the trailer? There was a Titan wearing escalation protocol armor. So I think it would be getting updated i don't want to jump to that conclusion i would love for the the armor from some of the activities to get some year two treatment because i think the armor from Braytech um and the armor from escalation protocol are really really cool looking so troll annie curious as to your thoughts on the iron banner quest seems all powerful drops are going to be tied to quest steps instead of bounties a season I, I don't really have any thoughts on that do it if you want to you know it's kind of my thought uh skyla do you think destiny should allow the whole borderlands formula in terms of weapons in the future every weapon and exotic drop with different parts for example if you want a suros regime but with different parts no i don't start this is a mistake i think a lot of people make and i shoot this stuff down really fast don't start shoving another game's identity into this game i don't think that's the path forward for destiny that is a whole nother game, that's a whole other weapon system, that's a whole other way of random rolls, and our system of random rolls is perk based, and I think it's totally fine. 7 months from Crafty's Wiggly Balls, thank you dude, you're the best. Fatal Symphony, uh, with 22 months, missed your sub and V-Hunted with a brand new Prime. Mike Quad, hey and it's good to see you back, do you think that Destiny will not even bother with D3, but turn New Light into a World of Warcraft, Warframe type, continually updating expanding universe? I mean, they're gonna have to consider how they do that within the framework of D2 as it exists right now. Um, I feel like the planets are very limited. I feel like the performance of the game is limited given that new consoles are on the horizon. So there will have to be some point where we maybe jettison this game and go into a brand new game, brand new engine, brand new graphics, brand new frame rates, dedicated servers. Like, I feel like if we don't make that jump eventually, whether it's, I would think 2021, let the new consoles get out, let them get their footing, let them kind of figure out stability, infrastructure, networking, people are moving over. And then 2021, you could do Christmas bundles where you buy the new consoles, bundle with destiny three, and they've had more time for it to cook and they can really make sure that it's got the better performance, the better frame rate, the better fidelity. Uh, you know, there's, I think there's a lot there. um, that can't happen next year, but it, I feel like it needs to happen, right? I feel like it needs to happen. If you don't do that, I think it'd be very odd to get into like 2021 and still be in this engine and in this world and on these planets with the instancing and the small areas. I don't know. Maybe they're just going to own that identity and say that's just destiny. Peer-to-peer instancing, not massively large areas. Uh, so... I don't know. Maybe they just embrace that identity. I don't think it's going to work, though, once we get further into the future and on the new platforms. Um, I'm fat. Let's vape has a question. What's your opinion on raid exotics? What would you change about them? already talked about this in a previous talk, but I'm going to briefly give you my answer because not everybody listens to every single piece of content that I make. I think there should be a raid NPC, and once you run the raid enough times, it unlocks a quest for the exotic. During those weeks that you're grinding that quest it can drop but I would think like each week you can move the quest up by 3 points and after like 12 points so after an entire month of running the raid faithfully each week you could unlock a quest for the exotic and then in the following weeks you could complete that quest so you at least know if I'm not getting it I'm slowly working on the quest to get it and in like a month and a half I'll have it for certain that to me is fine because once you get a month and a half to two months after a raid's launch date, people don't really feel like going in and grinding with you for you to get the exotic. Raids just kind of go down in relevancy. Unless they can inject them with relevancy with like a heroic mode or a challenge mode, it sometimes is very difficult to get people to go back in. And Bungie has to consider that. You have to consider that a small percentage of the community even runs the raid. And then within that community, when within that percentage of the community, you're, you're dealing with an even smaller percentage that runs it faithfully after like a month and a half to two months. So, that has to be a consideration they make with the exotics that are contained in the raids. Circuit Junkie. How similar do you think the seasonal slot will be to the artifact weapon that WoW had? I don't know how to answer that. Axel Foley. Lona, do you think we will get resolution with Savathun's story in Shadow Keep? I'm hoping for some continuation. I don't think Savathun has anything to do with Shadow Keep. Maybe she does. I think they're going to use her whenever they decide to bring back the Dreadnought. The Dreadnought could be the other public space in Shadow Keep. Because in Forsaken, we got Tangled Shore and we got Dreaming City and we could get in the next DLC. We could get the moon and the Dreadnought and that could tie her in. Uh, Savatrosity, What are your current thoughts on Lord of Worlds PVE and PVP? Not sure if this has been asked. It actually hasn't been asked. I'm amazed we got 47 questions in and nobody asked about this. Lord of Wolves is broken in PvP. Um, Nobody can dispute that and keep a straight face. Uh, It's broken, and they're going to have to do something about it, and I would hope that they act faster than later because PvP community is already pretty, you know, in some respects, probably pretty, uh, like, they're dwindling, I would think, pretty fast. I haven't checked the numbers. I actually didn't check the community numbers while I was on uh, vacation, but I would think... PVP numbers can go down significantly like PVE is close to a million by itself so this content's done a very good job PVP is showing me 760 on the um, showing me 760 on Destiny Tracker so we gotta subtract Guardian GG from that uh, and then that's your gamut number so Crucible according to Guardian GG is almost 500,000 that's healthy half a, almost half a million players and you don't want that number to drop again and I'd be worried that Lord of Wolves would cause it to drop Because nobody wants to boot up and play quick play and feel like they're sweating against a bunch of Lord of Wolves. Um, so It needs addressed. White Light. Do you think intellect, discipline, and strength will be the same in D1? already had a question about this. I have no idea how they're going to implement it. Uh, Toby Rama. With cross-save, will we be able to move between Xbox and PC and back and forth? That is precisely what cross-save means. Yes. You will not be able to be on PC and play with people on Xbox, but you could boot up your Xbox pull down your players sync everything up have all your gear and play with your xbox buddies but you would need to be on the xbox in order to do that cold death do you think with shadow keep we will see what they hinted at a while ago which is dark supers or that will they will we were no longer infused with light but darkness I don't know if dark supers and dark power and energy is going to show up in shadow keep that feels like uh, something they're going to keep tucked in their pants for like next game right they're gonna hold that in their pocket they're gonna keep that secret and not really pull that out they're gonna keep that stowed away that would be a weird ad all of a sudden you know two years into destiny 2 to be like hey we got dark powers um if there are dark powers or dark supers i would think that they would promote that fairly quickly in the marketing because they did that with like taken king and forsaken they wanted to promote the fact that they were new supers So all they promoted up to now are those new finishing moves. Uh, King Diddy, can you explain cross save whatever I get on PS4 while I have on Xbox PC? That's literally how it works. You have one account now. So if your warlock gets an exotic that you've been looking for, right? Maybe you finally get geomags. You boot up on whatever system you boot up on, you have your warlock has those geomags. It's the same character. It's the same loot on all platforms. Now, if right now you have three characters on each platform or three characters on two platforms. You got to choose like one of them, which account is the best. And then that's your account. You sync it all up on bungee.net. That'll be happening in September. Uh, Doke says, I'm using a God roll Blasphemous, but I think it's all for nothing when shotguns and hand cannons exist. Also, the only auto rifle is from Crown. And even that one's quite bad in comparison. Just a bunch of opinion. No real question here. Not going to talk about it evo original how sustainable is a destiny so heavily invested in mmo and rpg elements what can Bungie do to facilitate growth in the genre i mean they need to give us more depth and diversity in every facet so you would want to say you know how am i going to get a better hand cannon well instead of just being like oh it's a lateral upgrade you basically already have this hand cannon but you're grinding for another one with rampage outlaw there has to be more perk depth and diversity so it doesn't feel like a lateral upgrade Savatrocity. so if we get cross save does that mean we can now get the void trace rifle all console exclusives are going away in september no more console exclusives so even without cross save that would be a reality for you little juvenile says do you think shadow keep collectors edition is worth the price that's up to you not me five ways what's your theory on how they will connect the 12 different storylines do you think shadow keep is the place to do this I don't know. I feel like they'll tie everything together in the next game, and like the the oncoming threat of the triangle ships will be how they tie it all together. All of our unlikely allies, from Eris to the Queen to Spider, you know, to Callus. You know, we have all these unlikely allies that I think are going to come into play and help us in the next game. Eric the Awful, I think I thanked you for your six months, Kilowatt with thirty months, and thirteen months from Sticky. Thank you so much, guys, for those resubs. King Diddy, so if all my milestones on PS4, could I do them again on Xbox? No, that's not how cross-save works. Uh, Awakened Void, do you believe they will fix the Menagerie chest loop, allowing yourself to get 5-7 to chests in one run? Oh yeah, they're going to fix that, I would think. Although, it is strange that they give you so much time. Maybe they intended it, I don't know. I don't think so, I think they're going to patch it. Circuit Junkie, what would your top armor perks in Shadowkeep be? I don't have a way to answer that because I don't know what perks are coming. They're going to influence intellect, discipline, and strength, but we don't know how. Is it a mod system? Is it a perk system? I don't know. Savatrocity, what would your opinion be if Bungie started showing more stats, everything in game, kind of like how Division 2 and other MMOs have it? I mean, that's where we're headed, and I think that's good. My opinion on stats is I need a reason to min-max. I need heroic versions of content. I need harder versions of content. I need difficulty spectrum. I need a reason to buff myself in every way possible, because if you don't give me a reason to do that, I'm just doing it for the pure satisfaction. Difficulty spectrum, I believe, is needed. It is needed in order for stuff like that to get legs. So... That's going to do it for the questions. Again, sorry for the frame drops. I'm going to keep streaming, but I'm going to wrap this for the audio version of the podcast that hits all the other platforms. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, please like, share, and subscribe.